This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. to be here this morning and you are all welcome. I have, today is the day that we have set aside as a church to have a covenant with God. We were supposed to do it at the beginning of the year, but our arrangement as a church in the region, in this region, is that we do it rather at the end of the month of January because by that time, we are all back from home. In other places, home is where the people are. Do you get it? So, people don't go too far, but we go, and uh, we go home, and we can't wait for December to go home, especially to go and show off our new cars. Hallelujah. So we do our covenant Sunday at the last Sunday of the month just to wait for you so that together we make a declare or we make a covenant. We make an agreement with God like Jacob did. You see, it is true that Jacob made a covenant with God by saying that if you will protect me and keep me and bring me back to this land, then you will be my God all the days of my life. 
Listen. God is not looking for us to choose him. I mean, in all honesty. What you are saying to him is what he has said that he would do before you were born. Are you with me? Yeah, so in reality, in reality, in truth, it is actually God who has made a covenant with us. Do you get it? But sometimes we come into certain situations where we want, we are asking God for something in particular. And in return, we make a promise to him. The promise which we are willing to keep. Now, if you are spiritual, if you are spiritual as a person, you will find out that what will be on your heart that you want God to do for you is actually what God wants to do for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing because the Bible says it is he who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So what do you want to do? It is he who has made you to want to do it. Especially the things that are pleasing to him. What Jacob said that if you will be, if you will protect me and keep me and bring me back to my father's house, I'll choose you as my God. Actually, God wants, he has purposed that you, I will be your God. So, a spiritual person, a spiritual person, you end up actually saying what God wants you to do. And you can be sure it will be done. Because that's what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. I mean, can you imagine, after much relating with my children, they, they have an idea. You see, by continual talking to them, they have an idea what I would like them to do. And if they take it upon and say, Daddy, I want to study and do well, or I want to walk with God, I want to learn the word of God and do well. But if I do that, Daddy, I need this. Do you think that's not what I want them to do? That's what I want them to do. So naturally, what they are asking for is even bonus. I'll give it to them over and above what they are asking for. Do you get it? Many times, many times, they have come with a request. Do you get it? Which, is a, which request I would want them to also, it's like it's a request I want them to make. And when they come with a request, I've had to always upgrade their request. In other words, it's like the person is asking you for, let's say, iPhone which one? He's asking for iPhone 9. I said, ah, why buy 9 when we can buy 13? Do you get it? What, what, let's do, I don't know whether, uh, when they ask for iPhone, I'll give Samsung. I don't think so. No, 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 no. If you want a phone, a phone is iPhone. Do you get it? Others, others, I don't know what they are. But, but if you are talking about a phone, a phone is iPhone. Others are devices. Okay. But I mean a real phone is synonymous with iPhone. No, don't worry. You can, you can have your opinion. For now, I'm the one speaking. So when you get a chance, you can also make your declaration. 
Amen. But, you see, what I'm trying to say is that as we are making the covenant, we should even be prayerful about it and ask God what he wants us to ask him. Did you get it? Yeah. Because the Bible says, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss. You get it? So, even prayerfully pray. I mean, pray that God fill my heart with what, when I bring it before you, as my request, it will be pleasing to you. And you, you will get, you see, like Solomon. You know, Solomon is in the Bible, not the one next door. The Solomon in the Bible. But when you mention Solomon, I don't know how many Solomons you know. So let me qualify it. Before you say, ah, how did pastor know about Solomon? Especially when there's a Solomon who is trying to, trying to, I mean, trying to, you know. So, listen, the Solomon in the Bible, when God appeared to him in the early days of his kingship and asked him for whatever he wants to ask. You see, in as much as God wants him to ask for whatever he wants to ask, God had an idea or had an expectation what he should ask. I don't know if you get my point. You see, sometimes when you have an opportunity to choose something, the person who is giving you the opportunity has an expectation that you should choose this. But not wanting to impose things on you. Do you get it? Maybe giving you a freeway would give you many options. But often, they, 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 that they have given you things to choose from, they know that one of them would give you all. So when God asked Solomon to ask anything, and when Solomon asked for wisdom to look after his people, you see, what he asked God, it pleased God. God was very happy with it. That you are wise, this is actually what you should ask. And said God, after God said, I, I know that this is in your heart. How did he get into his heart? Have you not thought about how did he get into his heart? Somebody must have. I don't know if you are getting me. So that's why I'm saying that pray about the covenant you want to make with God. That God by his spirit will put in your heart that which your life needs most. So that when you bring it as a request to God, it will please him. Hallelujah. And it will bring into your life the many other things that you never asked for. Or some of the many other things that you never thought you needed. Have you ever made a preparation for something and then on the day of execution, you discover that you have left out certain important things that should actually be present? There are many things in our lives or there are many things we need in our life that we are not even aware that actually this is what we need in our life. Hallelujah. Amen. So may the Lord, as we make a covenant, may the Lord help us to make a covenant with him that will be pleasing to him. Amen. Amen. Good. Now, okay, thank you for your scripture. Now, the, the, I want to continue on my subject of honoring God. So if you want a title, whatever title you did last week, you can do part two. Why am I emphasizing so much 
on honoring God. I mean, everybody knows they should honor God. Not everybody knows. And everybody doesn't. In fact, if there's anything, most don't honor God. Are you with me? And I have been trying to get us to understand through the help of the Holy Spirit why it is so important to honor God and how God takes it when we honor him or we don't honor him. And the classical example that we have in the Bible was the priest Eli and his children. I don't know. Is it something, something, something? And his children. They, they have names, but let me not mention wrong names. And his children. Now, God was angry with the priest Eli. And he did not take kindly to the way he was dishonored by the priest. By the priest allowing his children to misbehave. And did not call them to order. Are you with me? So God made a statement. Which statement I want us to guide us. Because, you see... The statements of God are not relative. In other words, they are not, it's like, that's his opinion. No, the statements of God are absolute. You see, the statements of God cannot be made untrue by certain situations. When they say something is absolute, it means it's complete. It stands on its own and nothing can change it. Are you with me? The statements of God are not relative. It's almost like I can make certain statements and my statement is relative. It's relative to where I stand. It's relative to what I know. I don't know if you are getting my point. You get it? But God's statements are not relative. So when he makes statements, we should take it seriously. We should take it seriously and make sure that whatever the implication of those statements are or that statement is, is, is well understood and therefore executed or avoided in our lives. Amen. Amen? Amen? Good. So, back to that scripture that he said, now Eli was very old. But he was a, please, always go to King James until I tell you otherwise, okay? Otherwise, you lose your job. You lose your job without pay. It's a job that he's not paid for, but he will lose it. Yes, because for this he's doing in the church, God may be kind to him. Because the Bible says, Simeth is a small thing that the Lord has chosen you and to bring you near and to do service in his house. Do you get it? It's a blessing when you are able to do something that allows the, the gathering in the name of the Lord to be nicer and to, to flow smoothly. Amen. Amen. It's, a, it's a great blessing. It's a great blessing. Never despise an opportunity to do a service in the house of the Lord. Never. 
me when I, I don't know where these things come from, but somehow I'm not, there are many, when I look at my life, there are many things about me that shouldn't work well. But they work. I, I don't know why, but one of the things I realize is that when it comes to God and doing anything for God, I just, I don't think twice. I just do it happily. Because I, I'm working from the mind that I am where I am because God has been merciful to me. Do you get it? So it's almost like, oh, if it is God, no, don't worry. It will be done. He doesn't have to ask twice. And it will be done gladly. I said it will be done gladly, not reluctantly. Amen. Good. So this is what happened. The children were misbehaving. Let's go on to the correct verse I want. Keep moving until you get where the prophet came. I think, is it 41 or 41 or thereabout? Is it? Where the prophet came. Why, why don't you believe my 41? Or it's not 41. There's no 41. 37. 27. A man of God came. The Lord sent a man of God. And there came a man of God unto Eli. And said unto him, Thus saith the Lord. Now, I want you to take note of what the man of God said according to what God has said. Take note. Take note. Did I plainly appear to the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? It's a question. Did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest? To offer upon my altar to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? Did I give unto the house of thy father all the offering made by the fire of the children? Let's move on. Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at my offering, which I have commanded in my habitation? And unrest thy sons above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy father's house, or thy house, and the house of thy father shall walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me. So the Lord has refused to. It's like, whatever I said. I've changed my mind. And what is the reason? The reason is that you dishonor me. Or put it this way, you honor your children above me. And the Lord said that as a rule, as a rule, let it be known unto you, them that honor me I would honor. And them that dishonoreth me, 
I would esteem lightly. Hallelujah. Now, you see, this is in line with the theme of the year whatsoever. For as long as the earth remaining, seed time and harvest time, or seed time and harvest, is it summer or winter? Cold, one of them. Summer, winter, cold, heat. Uh, day, night shall not cease. Are you with me? And like I said, it's a revelation that came out of a man's good offering. And a revelation that would guide our lives to higher heights if we understood it. Oh, yes. That statement of God in Genesis 8.22 is a statement to tell you what would unfold even when it doesn't seem that it will change. You see, don't ever think in your life that you would always sow and never have an opportunity to harvest. Don't ever think in your life that you will feel cold and there will never be an opportunity to feel hot. Don't ever think in your life that it's going to be winter all the days of your life without having an opportunity to experience summer. Don't ever think that your life would always be night and there will never be a day. Are you with me? And the reason why such a truth is important is because when you are experiencing any of the situations, it doesn't feel for a moment that the, it, it can change. Look, when you are in the darkness and all around you, even your light is dark. I tell you, there's no, nothing that tells you that there will be a day. Especially when you assess the under, with a natural mind, you assess the situation, you say, there's, there's nothing, I don't see how this can be possible. Are you with me? And therefore, with that, Satan tells you, end it all. That's your, that, Satan tells you, that's your best way out. End it all. Walk out. Kill yourself. Move away from it. But, you see, somebody who understands this revelation would always say, it may be dark today, but because God has said that light will come, I may not know how I may not know when, but the God who said it and the God who declared it knows how and knows when. And therefore, in my darkness, I still look up to him. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the thing. And people say, how did you survive? How you survived was that you had a revelation from God. And I'm always careful to remind you 
That, that revelation was provoked by somebody's Christian life. It was not by the angels. It was by the obedience of Noah and the continual honoring of God. Because, you see, when he came out, he didn't have to offer any sacrifice. He could have just started by complaining that, Ish, now that everything is gone, we have to start life all afresh. Ish, you know, this thing, guys, come, let's see what we can do. You know, it's difficult. You know, it's, it, it used to be like this. At least we know where to get this. We know what. He was not complaining. When he came out, when he came out, he started farming. Because that was what, avail, what, that was, what was available. Now, when he got his harvest, the first thing he did was to thank God that he's alive. In as much as everything else is gone, he still has a chance to start afresh. And it is because God decided to choose him. And it's because he obeyed. So he went back to God to honor God. I said he went back to God to honor God by giving a sacrifice, an offering. And the Bible says when God smelt it, he couldn't help. He was provoked. And he started speaking. I said, he started speaking. Which speaking we are benefiting from it today, if only we will believe it. I said, if only we will believe it. Now, let's press on. So, I'm talking about honoring God. And today in particular, I want to emphasize, or I want to ask the question, why don't or what makes people not able to honor God or not honor God? When the opportunity is there to honor God. Last week I said, we honor him by thinking properly. We honor God. When you can't honor somebody if you don't think well. You see, I honor Bishop Dag for the many years I have been with him and for the many things he has said and done that has determined the turning point of my life. You see, and it is so, or I am able to honor him because I, when I do the analysis, I see that many of the things, if he had not said it or had not done what he did, I wouldn't be where I am. No, no. I wouldn't be where I am. And you see, the problem with humanity, the problem with humanity is that we often don't think correctly. Our thinking is corrupted. Our thinking is corrupted. So it makes the obvious what should follow naturally, not follow naturally. You see, an example is in the book of Romans chapter 1. And I think verse 20, 21. Verse 20 says that, For the invisible things of God, 
visible by the things that he has created. He said, for the invisible things of the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. In other words, when you look carefully and your mind is working correctly, everything should be clear. Even the eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Do you get it? In other words, what was to follow? The behavior of the people is without excuse. Because what, the, what you could say they didn't know, it was visible. It was visible and understood. So they did what they did because that's what they wanted to do. So he said, because that when they knew God, you see, they glorified him not as God. Now, the word that was used, glorified, can also be translated, they honored him not as God. They did not esteem him. They did not respect him as God. But rather, became vain in their imaginations. They became, you see, the word vain is the same word they became futile. In other words, they, they, they were not thinking correctly. They, were, they became vain in their, and they are foolish, you see, and that's, the, that's, that, that's what follows. You see, I mean, as I'm standing here, there are some people that, is just, where is Abigail, where is uh, Karabo? You see, I stood in my office. Yeah, stand up, stand up. You see, I stood in my office. Abigail was in a relationship that was not working. I don't know, Karabo was also in a relationship that was not working. And I stood in my office. I stood in my office and I said, Abigail, I have somebody for you. I said, there is this guy. I said, I, no, I said, I said to her, in the office, here, here. I said, there's this guy. I don't know him very well. But I think you should, you should consider him. Would you consider him? And she said, oh. That's, I mean, it's like if you are saying it, I'll consider. You see, today they are married, they have two children. Do you get it? And their husband and wife, they are still going. Yes, there are many challenges that we will meet in life. But you see, if they speak well of me, and you have a problem that they are speaking well of me, and they are worshiping me as God, then there's something wrong with you. You see, your mind must not, because, excuse me to say, if I didn't say it, she, you, you didn't know her. She, he, he was never, he was, she was never in his mind. It's not like they are working around, and, but he didn't, no. She, they, they were far apart. This one was in Kimber, is it? Clegg's job. Now, I'm saying this because, you see, sometimes we, we don't see how our minds not working correctly affects us. And you see, it starts, it starts from God. It doesn't start from the man. It starts from God. Do you get it? It starts from God. So when you honor, you can't honor a, a servant of God when you don't honor God. It is only when you honor God that you will say, God has used this man to be a blessing to my life. 
Because everything that anybody does is God. And you will not have a problem honoring a man. Because, you see, when you are honoring a man, you are just saying, now, God has used your life to bless me. And I honor you because you could have refused. I honor you because you could have led a life that God wouldn't have been able to use your life to be a blessing to me. Because you have options. How to live your life? You have options. So for even a vessel, for a vessel to make itself clean, for a vessel, because the Bible says in a great house, there are many vessels, some to honor and some to dishonor. Do you think as I stand here, I don't have the feelings you have? I don't have the challenges you have? Do you think I don't have the challenges you have? I don't know what challenges you have, but whatever challenge you have, I have it. But choosing not to walk in the weaknesses of my challenges and standing firm so that God can use my life to be a blessing to you, I deserve a bit of respect from you. Even if I don't ask it, you must give it. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, but, but you see, when people don't think properly, when people don't think properly, all these straightforward things become very confusing and very difficult. Yeah. Because for all the days of their life, for all the days of their life, whatever, have a good marriage, have children, raising this, this, this. Because look, a boy can approach you, but he will sleep with you, he wouldn't marry you. Oh, yeah. So, so for, for even for me to say that, oh, will you look at her? No, I never impose my will on anybody. I just said, oh, there's a girl here in my office. That maybe, if, I, don't, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even remember exactly my words. What I said. But I remember I was in the office. And I asked her, will she consider and she said, oh. So I said, okay. See if you like each other. Because you are free. I'm not the one going to live with her. She may be good to me as somebody who is working with me. But she may not be a good wife. Just as your mother will be a very good mother, but will not be a very good wife to your father. And you will never know. You will never know because your mother will never be your wife. She will only be your mother. Oh, yeah. But go and ask your father what it means to experience your mother as a wife. Anyway, anyway, please. Let's, let's stay, let's stay, let's stay where. Do you get it? So listen, you can see that any honor done to me by them is because of the role that I've played in their lives. And there are many other roles that I've kept playing in their life. Don't do this. This one, if you do it, it's going to give you a lot of problems. By their obedience, you'll find out that effortlessly their life will be going in a certain way. And that sometimes that's a service that God does to you by giving people's life for the well-being of your life. Thank you, you may be seated. Hallelujah. So I hope you're understanding it. So when they knew God, they did not, their minds, 
The problem was not that God was not God. The problem was not that God was not honorable enough. The problem is their minds and their darkened hearts. And, and that, was, that is a problem of many, many people that don't honor God. That is a problem of many people that don't honor God. But may that not be your problem in Jesus' name. May the Lord by his spirit cause your mind to work well so that what is obvious becomes obvious to you and grant you the heart that responds appropriately to the obvious that your life will be honored. Yes. Because you see, sometimes God wants to honor you because of the prayers your mother has prayed. Because of the prayers your uncle has prayed. Because of some covenant God has with somebody that relates to you directly or that you are a continuation of. God wants to honor you. So he gives you opportunity to sow seeds of honor. You see, whatever God wants to do with your life, you see, every fruit has a seed. Did you hear what I said? Every fruit has a seed. Because of the principle seed and harvest. You see, so God is not doing anything special. He's doing what he has already set in place. So he knows that if I want to bless you in a particular way, there's a seed that must be sown in your life for you to legitimately walk in the harvest of that blessing or the blessing of that harvest. So what he will do to your life is give your life the opportunity to sow those appropriate seeds. May you never miss it. Amen. I said, may you never miss it. Amen. Because the seed time is not a comfortable time. One of your prayers should be, whatever you are asking God to do in your life that will make your life glorious, ask him about the kind of seeds so that when they present themselves, you know it, that this is a seed that is bringing my prayer. This is a seed that is bringing the answer to my prayer. Hallelujah. Because some of us, because Satan also knows this, he makes us do the opposite of the prayers we have prayed. In other words, he makes us sow seeds that gives opposite harvest of our prayers. And we don't seem to recognize it. We don't seem to realize. That's why I'm emphasizing on this aspect that God has said the person who honors him, he would honor And therefore, I'm teaching you to honor God by drawing your attention to key facts. That must not be overlooked in your life. Because you see, as this priest was dishonoring God, I don't think it was in his mind that he was dishonoring God. In his mind, it is a family problem that he was trying to solve. But God was looking at it and saying, you are dishonoring me. And you see, what I want you to do or what I want to draw your attention to is that in 
God took him to the beginning of how he got to be where he is. And my word to you, the word of God to you is always remember from whence that has come from. Always remember from whence that has come from. And let your mind work well. Always remember. I always remember. That's one of the things, that is the, one of the driving force of my life. Is I always remember who has been there for me. Whose absence would have meant a total chaos. Oh yes. You see, I had many challenges growing up in life. And particularly, it's a challenge of lack. Like financial lack. And it was severe. For about 10 years, or over 10 years of my life, six of us were sleeping in one room. The size of about three by four maximum. Mm-hmm. Three by four. And it's not one room house. It's one room. One room. And that was one of the places where we stayed. We were a bit stable for a long time. Most of the time we were moving. Moving because a place to sleep was a challenge. So think about it. Finances. It was a tough struggle. A very hard one. I mean, one day I was sharing my testimony and one of my pastors said, Hey, Charlie, your life has been quite hard. Oh, yes, yes. So you see, I always look back and see where I am. And I say to myself, this, it can only be God. So, with, you see, with this understanding, nothing about God disturbs me. God cannot inconvenience me. I cannot be so focused on my plans and ambition for my life that anything God wants me to do is a disturbance for me. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. It cannot be possible. It cannot be possible. You see, but that is a mind that is working correctly, hopefully. I can say hopefully because let God say it. So I'm not sure, but I think that's how my mind is working. That when I remember where I came from and how I have arrived where I am, I can only ascribe it to God and therefore there's nothing I have to do for him or I have to do in his kingdom that is a bother to me. But you see, that is when your mind works well. Sometimes, our mind doesn't work well. Not sometimes, most of the time. In fact, not most of the time, all the time. So you see, God took Eli to the beginning of who brought him where he is. Who made you a priest? You see, I always say, and I always look back to the years when I was told that Bishop Doug sent, I don't know what it was, but I was there, I was there, I was a pastor, I was not a pastor, I was a church member moving around and things. Then he invited me 
to join a training group. We call it IPTP. Come and join. And some people were already in it. They were training them. And I'm saying, ah, me. You are bringing me here to be a pastor. To train me to be a pastor. Seriously? You are, you, are you not making a mistake? You see, this is me saying to myself. But I went for those training meetings and all the time. Then the time came when that group was ready to be appointed as a pastor, as pastors. And then just around that time, I was sent because I was working at, as a doctor at a military hospital. So I was sent to go on relieving duties in another part of the country. So I came to tell him, and he said, oh, it's almost like I'm appointing you as a pastor to be present, not I'm appointing you as a pastor as a reward for your long service. No. So if you are going to be transferred somewhere and all those things, then we will hold back the pastoral appointment. And you see, he was saying it in a way very politely so that it doesn't offend me. And I'm saying to myself, don't you, you don't know that I'm very happy that you are not going to appoint me. You know how sometimes you are trying to be very apologetic and the person is very happy that what is happening is actually going to set him free from the yoke you want to put on his neck. And I'm looking, at, you see, I'm looking at him today thinking of where he was standing and, and how he was talking. And I'm saying to myself, oh, shame. Poor man, he doesn't know that I'm not even, it's, it's not, I'm not interested to start with. I don't want it. So me, I thought I had escaped. You see, because the reason why I'm saying that, it's not that being appointed a pastor is not a good thing. But you see, we have a certain esteem of who a pastor should be. We have a certain esteem of who a pastor should be. And then when we evaluate ourselves, we know ourselves. You know that when you wake up in the morning, the prayer, the Bible reading, your thoughts, ish. and sometimes your way with the girls, or rather the boys. It's like, yeah, you're a Christian, all right, but you know, every now and then, even when the sister is leading praise and worship, and you are sitting in church, you are having other praise and worship thoughts. <laughs> you are praising not the God who is being praised. You are praising another God that is staring you in the face and having imaginations and all types of... In church! In church! I know the sisters don't have this problem. But I know, I know that if I am an average brother and I'm not a rare, exceptional brother, but an average brother, most of the brothers have that problem. They have to be binding demons during their prison worship. That's why sometimes we just rope the, 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 the singers so that everything is together. There's nothing to see and to imagine. Hallelujah. And then some of you sisters also, you do things that kill the brothers. That's not what I'm talking about. So listen, I, I, in my mind, this is not 
what I want to do. And if you don't appoint me, it's not a problem. So I left. But when I left, I realized that the man has not given up on me. There was a branch pastor there, Bishop Hamish. He made him arrange for me to be preaching or to preach. And I was dodging the preaching until one day I couldn't dodge. Because I was given an opportunity to preach midweek. Because every weekend I was back in Accra. Because where I went, they had a flight. It's Air Force Base because I was in the military. So there was a free flight that came. And I'm the doctor. I'm the one who sees them. So I always had a free flight to Accra on the Friday afternoon. Are you with me? Until one day I was cornered to preach on Tuesday. I couldn't dodge. And I'm thinking to myself, look at the extent to which this man made me to be a pastor and be in the ministry. How can I forget? Now, I'm asking myself, if this is the effort of a man, how about God? How about God? You see, what maneuvers did God make for me to be born again? Listen, God doesn't know you and doesn't relate with you only when you got born again. He has been knowing you and relating with you from the day you were conceived. He said, before, what did David say? Before you, he told Jeremiah, he, God told Jeremiah, before, you, before I formed you, I knew you. Before I put you together, I knew what I was forming. Are you with me? So, in the same way, you see, God has been everything to humanity and to creation. Don't believe any stupid ideas that tells you that there's no God. And as, you see, especially if you are born again, if you say you are born again, if you say you are born again, one of the things I want you to understand is what it means to be born again. Because if you understand what it means to be born again and the cost of your being born again, you will not struggle to honor God as a born again Christian. Because when you go to your beginning, the life that you used to lead and what you are now, yes, I know some of you can't see the difference because you have no change in your outward. But something has changed in you. I said, something has changed in you. Your character, your behavior may be the same as you used to do. But you see, in those days when you were not born again, when you were going to fornicate or you fornicated, it didn't even move a button on your shirt. In fact, you actually won't pray to God if you are, if you are brought up in a religious environment for God to help you to do the bad thing that you are going to do. But you see, after you are born again, all of a sudden, the same thing when you do, then you begin to feel uneasy. You feel bad about it. It tells you that something has changed in you. But you see, because we don't understand deeply what has changed and how it has caused to accomplish that thing in us, we are not able to honor God when life is progressing. And our agenda, our plans become the main issue. 
So I'm teaching you my emphasis is the emphasis that was told Eli from the beginning. Did I not choose your father? Or did I not choose your house? Did I not choose you to be my priest? Did I not make a promise to you? And did I not give you all the offerings of my people? So why? What has made you or what have I done wrong for you to dishonor me? Now listen to me. I'm closing. Today I didn't intend to preach long. I want to cut it short. But hear what I'm saying. That pray to God that by his spirit he will lead you from your beginning and cause your mind to work well to appreciate appreciate God and appreciate the people that have walked you on every step you see every time I think about my pastor Bishop Dad I, I always am thankful because I got born again in another church I was not followed up in the way that I should be followed up. And I backslid for some years. In fact, the things that I never did before I got born again, I did all of them after being born again. I'm, I'm telling you. But you see, I came to this church and this pastor preaching preached in a way that made me understand what it means to be a Christian. Should I not be grateful to him? Especially today that I'm a pastor and today that I've put away my career and I am serving God. Should I not be grateful to him? Because if he had not made me to understand, I said, if he had not made me to understand or by his preaching, I had not understood what it meant to be a Christian, I could have still remained wayward. I can honor a man that God has used. Should I not honor the God that has brought me this way? I'm asking you a question. Why is there confusion? Why, why is it so difficult for us to honor God as Christians? The reason, our minds. He said, when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, but rather became vain they became stupid in their minds. And their foolish heart was darkened. And therefore, in a place, it says, and God, and because they will not do what is expected of them, God gave them to a mind that is not working. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let me just say this to you. You are your mind. Let me say it again. You are your mind. Nothing will change much about you unless your mind is changed. You see, Africans, our mind works in a certain way. It's not, it's not intelligence. It's not intelligence. Do you get it? It's not the intelligence. There's a difference between the intelligence 
and the overall working of the mind. There is a difference. That's not a subject for this morning. But you see, because of the way our mind works, we always produce the same result when we are the mind in charge of anything. Painfully, it is so. The church is quiet. You see, the difficulty of your life has to do with the way your mind works. If your mind can be reprogrammed to work in a certain way, many difficulties will disappear like a vapor. Oh, yes, yes. It's, you are your mind. You see, so the Bible tells us that. Please go to reprobate mind. Is it the next two verses or so? 24. No, no. Because when they knew God, there was no God. Wherefore, God also gave them up. No, no, no. The, the, God gave them to a reprobate mind. There's a, there's a verse that says, God gave them to a reprobate mind. Which verse is it? 28. God gave them. And even, listen carefully, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over. The real punishment is the mind that you were allowed to operate with. Because, you see, you, you cannot rise above the way you think. You cannot rise above your mind, the way it works. So, you see, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. <laughs> I don't know whether they are convenient. The things we do now. The options we choose. No. no. <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm trying to show you is the way your mind works would make you honor God or dishonor God. That's all I'm saying to you. And therefore, if God is not honorable in your life, it's because of the way your mind is working. It's not because God has not done enough to deserve or for you to honor him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because that is a problem of humanity, that is a problem of Christians today. That if we look at what God has done, you see, first of all, if we understood our salvation, to honor God would be very easy. If humanity understood what makes us to exist, honoring God will not be a problem. Look, acknowledging God and honoring him, recognizing him as God in your life is not incompatible with all your dreams. 
Sometimes we are made to think that God in our life will not allow our dreams to come to pass. Now, who here, who here, or which of you has a dream to do evil to your life or to yourself? That you have set your face, that I'm going to destroy myself. Who, 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 which of you here has a dream? If you said it, I'll cast out the demon in you. Because it can only be a demon that will give you such a dream. You see, we all have a dream to have a life that is honorable, to have a life that is well spoken of, to have a life that is fulfilling to us. This life is what God wants to give us. This life is what God wants to give us. I said, this life that you have, you, the dream you have, it's actually the dream God wants to to give you. But you see, to not honor him would make you miss the road. That's the problem. The problem is that when you don't honor him, you miss the road. When you, when you don't honor him, you will turn the cup upside down and you will go to the tap and you will be praying for it to be filled. Can I turn your cup upside down? There's water in it, but is it well closed? Uh, you, you, you go like this and say, Lord, fill my cup. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this testing of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill it till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Meanwhile, the cup is turned upside down. That's what you will do when you don't honor God. That's what, that's what humanity is doing. But you see, when you honor God, you go to God, open the cup, you lift it up, and say, Lord, feel it. Feel it, Lord. Feel it, Lord. Yeah. And we do that by remembering where he has brought us and understanding the love that has been shown to us and therefore he would always be first in our lives. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Let us think properly. In closing, you see, Jesus gave us a parable. I, I like what Jesus said because he's God. And what he says is not dependent on the weather. And it's not dependent on the time of the day. And it's not dependent on whether he's facing north or south what he says is absolute. So let us hear what he said in relation to a man who had a dream but in the dream did not honor God. In other words, he had a vision. He had a plan but God was not in it. Luke chapter 12. 
the Bible says, and Jesus speak a parable of a man whose ground brought forth much harvest. Please look for the parable for me. Whose ground brought forth much harvest. And the man said to himself, what shall I do since I have abundance? And he said, no, I have an idea. This is what I shall do. I'm going to renovate my storehouse. Do you get it? I'm going to renovate my storehouse. And I'm going to put everything there. And what I will do is that I'll speak to my soul. Normally, people that have riches are not satisfied with riches. But this man appeared to be satisfied with riches by saying, I will say to my soul, take thine ease. Just relax. Take it easy. Rich people don't take it easy. I said rich people don't take it easy. They always want to be richer. The Bible says, he that loves silver shall not be satisfied with silver. He said, and I will say to my soul, 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 that has much goods laid out for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be happy. There's nothing wrong with taking it easy. It's not the plans he had for his soul. Because the soul must rest. The soul must rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavenly laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is not inviting your flesh for rest. He's inviting your soul for rest. And the man is making plans for his soul for rest. But you see, the mistake, the mistake is not in making plans for your soul, but the mistake is not honoring the God that has brought you where you are for your soul to take that ease. Because the curse on earth is to labor in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread. You planted, but your harvest was far more than your expectation. Because somebody was at work when you could not work. Where is your acknowledgement of that person? Mapu, why your strength could not reach? There's somebody who was working to make things work. Mm-hmm. Listen. That your spirit would always stay in your body 
is what makes you alive. Who tells your spirit, stay, don't go? Don't check out. Who tells him? That person deserves acknowledgement for every hour that you are alive. That person deserves your respect concerning what he says you should do. But the Bible says, not his enemies, not Satan, but God. But God, but God, God said, you are a fool. Because you have failed to recognize and to honor the one that has given you a reason to even have something for your soul. You have not, you have not recognized that it is because you have a soul that is why your harvest is of use to you. You are complaining that your money is not enough. You are complaining that your money is not enough. Instead of thanking God for having a soul, being alive, you are busy angry with God that he has not given you A, B, C, D. No problem. Your soul, I'll take it. Because all soul, the Bible says every soul belongs to me. Every soul is mine. It's in the Old Testament. Look, look, look for it for me. Every soul belongs to God. Every soul belongs to God. You may say it doesn't belong to God, but we will see whose is it when he calls your soul. Then you discover that every soul belongs to God. Why am I sharing what I'm sharing with you? So that you will sow the right seed in your relationship with God in this life and in every other aspect of your life. Oh yes. Are you here with me? He said, behold, all souls are mine. <laughs> your father can't take away your soul. Your mother can't take away your soul. It is only God. Behold, also, so also, he said, as the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. Let's go back to our verse as I close. What was the wrong of this man? Did he steal somebody's things? Why is it difficult to acknowledge God and to honor him and to respect him? Is it because we are forgetful? Is it because our minds are not working well? Why don't we give him thanks every morning when we wake up? Your clothes are of use to you because you have life. Yeah, it, it may not be new. And you've been believing God for money to change your wardrobe. But you see, the need to change your wardrobe is because you are alive. He deserves acknowledgement. He deserves honor. Your salary that is not enough 
it's not enough because you're alive does he not deserve an honor from us does he not deserve the respect he's asking from us seeing he is the one who gives us life what is wrong with us it is only Satan that is playing with our minds but father we lift up ourselves unto you and say deliver us from every work of the enemy especially relating to the way we think of you the way our mind coordinates its thoughts in respect of you that at every point and at every juncture Lord may we come bowing acknowledging that it is you who has made us and not we ourselves therefore we honor you we bring you respect we treat you respectfully our thoughts of you are thoughts of respect thoughts of honor because you have done everything to deserve this honor to you alone belongs the honor to you alone belongs the praise Lord may the secret thoughts of our hearts always be pleasing honorable to you no matter what situation we are in no matter what challenges we face no matter what difficulty we encounter Lord may we respectfully think of you in a way that demonstrates that you are God from beginning to the end and whatever we face you would answer you will bring us through you deliver us may the storms of life not make us ungrateful and Lord when you have blessed us have increased us with goods Lord let nothing change we plead with you like David oh Lord we say make us not poor neither make us rich but give us enough that we will retain who you are in our hearts that your place as God would always be retained and nothing shall deceive us we thank you Holy Spirit we thank you we thank you let's be on our feet as we pray and thank the Lord thank you Jesus we pray we pray Lord have mercy on us have mercy on us have mercy on us have mercy Lord have mercy our thoughts have become vain towards you. our thoughts are not pleasing to you we know it we know it yes the enemy has deceived us to think that it's because of the situation but Lord Lord is not the situation you are God always you know how to sing you are God from beginning to the end you are God in the storm. You are God in the valley. You are God on the mountain. Wherever we are. Mm, thank you, Jesus. I wanted to thank the Lord as you were worshiping. Tell him that whatever you did in the past, today, you repent. And you give him his place in your life. Thank you, Jesus. Father, oh,
You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. Very softly. Sing it. You are God from beginning to the end. And I want to be true enough to declare that it's God. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. Sing you are God. You are God from beginning till the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. Sing you are God. You are God from beginning to the end there's no place for argument you are god all by yourself let's sing you've got times you've got times and seasons in your hands you call for light out of darkness you don't need a man to be the God you are but you have chosen to call me your own you got times and seasons in your you call for light out of darkness and you don't need a man to be the God you are but you have chosen me but you have chosen to call me your own sing you are God can see clearly that Lord we have no reason to disrespect you except for the mind that we have we ask Lord by your spirit and through your word renew our minds that we may have the mind of Christ that honors you or honors you all the time no matter the situation even under threat he still honors you even in his pain he still honors you for when he hung on the cross feeling forsaken he still said into your hands I commend my spirit Jesus our savior Jesus our example has demonstrated to us that you must be honored this is what we want to do Lord in the privacy of our thoughts may you be honored in the voice of our lips the words of our mouth Lord may our words honor you 
Deliver us from thoughts and words that are not honorable. Deliver us from words and thoughts that despise your name. But even in our tears, may we always say that you are God and you would always be God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your voice and thank the Lord. Thank you. Thank him for a time like this. Thank him. Open your mouth and say a word. Even if it's thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, let it be. That's what you can afford. That's what you know how to say, but I want you to open your mouth and say a word of thanks thank to you. God. Thank you. A word of appreciation thank you, Lord. to God. I know that everything by according to you Thank you. It's not in place. Thank but you. I want to assure you, thank you. that thank God you. is working it out. Father, thank He's you. working it out. Yeah. And you yeah. shall see thank his you. hand at work. Thank you. Thank you. When you don't feel his yeah. presence, yeah. and when you don't feel yeah. his involvement, yeah. that's when he's deeply yeah. involved. Yeah. And that's when he's working the most. You shall see yeah. in the daytime yeah. his goodness, thank you. his favor, thank you. his kindness. Thank you, Lord. Satan will want you to give up. But I stand here to tell you, never give up on God. Because God never gives up on you. Neither does he change concerning his plans and purposes for your life. If you remain faithful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your blessing rest upon us. Let your blessing rest upon us. As we honor you in our words, in our every activity, in our thoughts. Lord, upon our beds, in the quietness in the tears of our pillows as we cry may we always remember that you are God you are God you You don't need our approval for you to be God but still have chosen us to make us we are grateful we are grateful as every head is bowed and every eye closed you want to say pastor you know I want to have a relationship with God I want to get closer to God to speak to me the way he speaks to you I want to hear his voice but I don't have a relationship with him. I don't understand anything that you said. How can I have a relationship with God? The answer is receive Jesus Christ as the son of God who came and died for your sins, for my sins and rose again on the third day. Receive Jesus as your savior and by his blood you receive forgiveness of your sins and receive the right and the opportunity to be reunited with God, to be reconciled to God. And from then on, you will see the work of God in your life. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift it up. Lift it up. Let me pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. Thank you for the lifted hands. Thank you, Lord. Lift it up high. I need to pray specifically with you. 
There's a prayer. Yes. Thank you for the lifted hands. Let us pray. With the hands still lifted up. Let us all pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my life. And I thank you for this opportunity. When I can make a decision to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my Savior. Father, I know I'm a sinner. By living my own way and doing what I please. But today, I come to you as God who knows everything and who owns my life to come and submit to you as I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I declare my faith in Jesus Christ as your son who came and died for my sins. He rose again on the third day seated at your right hand by this prayer Jesus come into my heart and be the Lord of my life as I receive the baptism of your Holy Spirit to help me to guide me to lead me in the path of righteousness thank you Jesus for dying for me thank you God for my salvation thank you Holy Spirit for being with me as my helper in Jesus name I have prayed Amen God bless you Father keep this life safe deliver them from every evil and plant their feet in your kingdom Amen. 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 We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.